Yo, 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 everyone. Welcome to a new and improved recording of Analog Bros. No, wait. United we nerd. We have adapted and evolved. Yes. 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 <laughs> is the future. It's a fresh coat. I mean, especially, especially look at look at Marcel. He's in the future. I know, right? He's, Blade, so he's not, literally Blade Runner right now. His favorite. Nobody wants to look at my mattress with all my clean bed sheets and stuff. <laughs> all right, welcome everyone. It is I, Joel, joined by Brian and Marcelo, my beautiful co-hosts. Say hi. Hi, Hello, everybody. Hello, Twitch. Yeah, welcome. Yeah. The first time we're getting to see face to face. Well, not the three of us, but us as yeah. a community. Hello. That's wild. I didn't think we would even get this far. I thought we'd still be, you know, only hey, <laughs> audio you know, style. <laughs> you know, when we when we did our first year in review podcast, we said that this year we're going to be kicking it up a notch. And look at us now. What? Only four months into our the year of uh, year two of United We Nerd. And look at us. We're on YouTube. We're on YouTube, Twitch, and we have a Facebook page now. Hell yeah. Producing all those ad dollars are gonna come rolling in, folks. They're gonna oh, come rolling. Oh, that's in. that that's not for another like ten years. That's you know that's oh. that's, that's <laughs> long term goals, Marcel. Long term yeah. goals. When we survive Biden 3.0. Anyway, <laughs> so today we're gonna talk about something that we've kind of been wondering whatever happened, and then it finally did. We've heard rumors for years that there would be a spin-off for the beloved Obi-Wan Kenobi. A lot of people you know, love Ewan McGregor's performance of Obi-Wan in the prequels. Prequels got a lot of hate. You know, a lot of people rode that train. And I think people, like, in retrospect, like, oh, you know, it's better than we thought. And this show, just before we go further, is a good, like I said before on Twitter, love letter to the prequels. And it just, it's a good, um, like, bridge between the original and the prequels. And it's just a, I I just really enjoyed the show. We'll, We'll go further in depth. Yeah, did you guys, uh, Five years ago, think we would get a Kenobi show? I think what was, well, really what I thought, you know, I thought it was all going to be rumors. Like, no, no, nobody's going to put the effort into it. You know, you know, like those fan made posters and stuff like that, that we saw online. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought. But it happened. And I just, I, of course, have mixed feelings about it because it wasn't great, but it definitely had some great moments personally, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, shoot. Like, we, we've, We've heard rumors for a long time about, you know, there being an Obi-Wan movie. It's like, oh, we're going to get an Obi-Wan movie. We're going to get a Boba Fett movie. You know, we're going to get a, a Jabba the Hutt movie. Uh, <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> yet to be determined, by the way. We, we don't know. We're, we're still on Jabba watch at this point. But yeah, it's, it's very interesting that now we're in, in the world of live streaming. Or not live streaming, but just like streaming shows instead of having traditional television or like movies. So we're getting a lot of things that might have been passed by as far as like movie productions go, where even for like TV show standards, this is like, this is still higher quality than a lot of TV shows. So did I expect this to happen? I had hopes, but I couldn't have expected getting what we got, you know? Yeah, I mean, Obi-Wan is an eight hour movie and you can definitely see the high notes for it and you can definitely see the part where it really lulls like because it's just very like linear like you're beginning middle conflict climax end. 
Like, it's very clear that, like, they filmed an eight-hour movie and then just cut it all up into eight weeks mm-hmm. or seven weeks. I think the first two episodes were up day one. Definitely. Um, yeah, I just... Yeah, the rumors, I, I never thought we would see it. And then to have Ewan McGregor come back on, to have Hayden Christensen come back on, you know, that was oh, just so great. But mm. let's go into the review. All right. In case you didn't know, we're going to spoil the shit out of Kenobi. So if you, for some <laughs> reason, are listening to us and haven't seen it, be prepared. We're going to talk about it a great deal. So we should uh, hate hey, territory. We should put a little spoiler like tag at the bottom, Brian, of the screen, so that people know we're we're we're, we're mid spoilers for this bad boy. Well, you know what? I could I could do that right now, doing it live. Doing we need live. we need like a little like a uh, spoiler square too, like yeah, yeah, heavy spoiler. <laughs> Maybe make that on Canva. But yeah. Okay. So, well, really ooh. quick, where does where does this sit for you as far as Star Wars content goes? Like excluding, let's say excluding like the three trilogies where does it sit like including like solo and rogue one are you counting it as like as the new disney creations is that what you're saying well like do you like this more than boba fett do you like this more than mandalorian did you like it more than like rogue one the movie like how do you feel like what are your overall like thoughts about the show um right, i'll go first we'll go to brian then we'll go to marcel as far as how i feel about kenobi i thought it was me personally pretty standout-ish I, I think it just builds upon the great parts of the prequels and then it takes some of the camp of the original trilogy as well and blends it pretty well together um comparing to mandalorian i'm pretty biased i i think mandalorians are the coolest things embedded in star wars pretty much and uh i'm gonna put mando above kenobi just because that's who i am but i you know it's still very strong it, uh, it does what Mandalorian and Boba Fett do really well, explores new territory with characters we know we haven't seen. So it's still, you know, really good there. I think Book of Boba Fett, I'm also partial to that, but I think this one had better storytelling than Book of Boba Fett. But Book of Boba Fett was just pure fun, I think. Like, that's they, it knew what it was. We're going to come in, have fun, do some goofy shit, and be out. And Kenobi's like, we're going to come in, have fun, and, you know, pull your heart a little. Um, I do not think it's better than Solo. Actually, I, I'm partial to Solo as well. I think they Solo was done really well as far as the character. Like, I think I think it's done really well, even though they had a replacement and there's a whole issue of that. Um, I don't think it's better than Rogue One. That's for sure. Um, that that's like a whole other level of greatness. But I, I still think it's it's really strong. I, I, at the same time, even though we're comparing, I feel like it's still very different from everything that's that we're trying to compare it to yeah i as far as what we've gotten as in this era of disney plus i it admittedly this is part of like nostalgia like prequel nostalgia at least but as far as kind of like taking what we already knew about the star wars universe because for the most part we've gotten mandalorian which has mostly been brand new you know, it's a time period that we didn't know about. It's a whole bunch of characters that we didn't know about. Yeah, we got, like, spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen it, we've gotten Ahsoka, we've gotten Luke, and we've gotten mentionings of Ezra and Thrawn kind of mixed in there. But that's that. And then Boba Fett was kind of a thing where it's like they took a very popular character that didn't see a lot of screen time and decided to kind of push the character into a new direction. Right? Yeah. Gotta ride the bantha. Like a bantha. 
<laughs> but Obi-Wan Kenobi, let alone just the character itself, not just like, you know, Ewan McGregor or Al Guinness. You have Obi-Wan Kenobi, one of probably the most popular characters in all of Star Wars. And then you have Darth Vader, probably the one of the most popular Star Wars characters, if not villains, in all of cinema. And then to have Ewan McGregor come back, to have Hayden Christensen come back. And by the way, I just want to say this. I applaud a lot of the Star Wars fans that have basically welcomed back Hayden with open arms to kind of like wash away that kind of icky fucking like toxic mess that was the prequel era of Star Wars. But to be able to have those characters come back. And of course, we've also had um, other minor characters come back as well into the mix and some characters from the animated series come back into this. So there's a lot of there's a lot of well-known characters kind of all coming into this one series but they were i think in my i personally think that they were able to focus hone in on what story they wanted to tell and then use a mixture of old and new to kind of propel to where we got with episode six you know and we can we can we can go more in on that as we go on as far as this show for me goes i think um this sits definitely above the book of boba fett because i i did not enjoy when i you know if you if you go back and listen to other podcasts that we did like i tell you guys like i did not really enjoy like the, the book of boba fett this is definitely a little bit more entertaining with than that but definitely not better than mando not better than you know rogue one uh in my opinion and um I even think Solo edges it out a little bit more, but but this show was very entertaining in the sense that you really get to see like Obi-Wan, the character develop even more after the events of Revenge of the Sith, right? Like you really see his arc and you see where we pick up right before episode four. So definitely it's good character building. Uh, but again, just it's it's probably just little things, and you know me, like I watched it the first time, I don't like it, and then I watch it again, I'm like, well, it wasn't too bad, you know. <laughs> I've done it with everything <laughs> that we've talked about so far. Uh, uh, I still like Morbius better, though. I'll, I'll oh, definitely I'll, I'll end with Not that. Not this again. Not this again. How much what? money is Sony paying you, man? Like, what are they slipping you? <laughs> I will not have Morbius talk on on Star Wars night. Obi Morb Kenobi. <laughs> anyway, oh. Let's dive in. Let's talk about it. There is so much. It's so rich. I mean, that's the thing about the Star Wars universe. It's so rich. You could go anywhere with it. So much lore. So much. So many Easter eggs. It's just it, there's literally like it's it's endless. And I, you know, I've said this before. Like I just I'm I always say like I'm getting sick of the Skywalker saga. I'm done with Skywalkers, but we still come back and they just show us that there's still more stories to be told and done well. And with Obi Wan, we do that. All right, so. Episode one, or I guess it's called part one, right? Um, so this takes place 10 years after Order 66. And actually, uh, before we even go further, I just want to say kudos to whoever thought to do, um, like, hey, there's some kind of triggering events related to what goes on a lot for, you know, the country we live in. Just like, hey, there's a warning, there's some... You know, there's going to be children kind of dying and stuff that might be triggering and make it very upsetting. Just be warned because it just dives right in to Order 66, right? It's just right away we see 
clones shooting down Jedi, and you see these younglings kind of trying to get away, and it's just like boom, mm-hmm. right off the bat. And I think what was it uh, Book of Boba Fett? We had Order sixty six as well. So they they're not they're still touching upon something that's happened, you know, it, and which is the good callback and. It's just showing that what the events are still unfolding. We're still feeling what's happening with the series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's very interesting to see, like, especially just them warning us. I will say, though, I don't remember seeing a warning for episode three. I just want to make that clear. Um, yeah, I was not uh, like that. This the show ramps up really in, in ways I didn't think Star Wars could ramp up. Gets heavy and it gets heavy fast. <laughs> Yeah, um, to be honest with the trailers, I wasn't uh, expecting to go right into there. I thought we were going to get, uh, to be honest, like five episodes of Kenobi kind of dealing with his guilt and then like a big payoff. It's like, nope, we're going here. This is where we're going. That's what we start with. It's like they knew that we were going to have a show before this that involved Tatooine heavily. How many more movies are going to be on Tatooine? Probably all of them. Until the end of time. I want a strictly pod racing league movie. Oh, yes, please. I would be so down. Dude. <laughs> Start your races. We get introduced to um well at least live action wise, the uh Inquisitors, who basically are Jedi hunters in the story. Um we get hint yeah, we see them in Rebels, and they're very powerful beings who essentially work under Vader. And they're just basically trying to wipe out all the Jedi because, you know, they they ride the uh, propaganda they're like, oh, the Jedi failed you. You know, they tricked you. We're just, you know, we're doing good for the galaxy, taking care of them. And so, again, we back on Tatooine. We're following the Inquisitors. They're they're looking for a Jedi that they're hunting. And they like they're in this kind of like bar cantina area. And they're again, they're going back to like the Jedi code. The Jedi always have to help people. And that's how we're going to lure them out. And so they basically kind of put someone in danger and then uh, say force sensitive or, you know, a Jedi appears to save someone and gets away. It's just like, you know, their logic, their way of life is weakness. And we mm-hmm. see there already that the Inquisitors, they don't get along. And it's just the nature of the Sith. They're, you know, there can only be two, right? But they're all already vying for power. They're stepping each other's toes. They're not going to get along. But they just set up that, like, this is not a good relationship they're going to have already. Which is going to lead to um, further rocky territory later. Does Rebels take place kind of in the same time period? Like I'm assuming it kind of does, right? I'm not familiar with no with that show. No, so Rebels itself takes place. I want to say maybe another five ish years after this. After this, okay, okay, because because Rebels kind of starts creeping into rogue one territory yeah and that's like right before episode four yeah yeah how did you guys feel the portrayal of like the grand inquisitor because you know everybody had an opinion about that when you know the trailer even when the trailer dropped and they showed the uh, grand inquisitor did you guys mind like how did you guys feel about it i mean i have no frame of reference so it didn't matter to me but it was just funny seeing people react online because you know you can't ever please everybody right what do you think, Brian? You go first. I honestly think that it. I can understand why some people would be kind of annoyed because, like, they love the character so much, you know. But for me, I understand that when it comes to bringing characters into live action, there are going to be some liberties that have to be taken. 
like i per i personally think what they did with um with um what was it rupert friend is that is that the the actor for uh grand inquisitor i think so but i think he looked fine he still looked menacing like yeah he he didn't look like it's like he he wasn't gonna look like the the animated series version and the only other race of his that we've seen in live action was um in episode three and on Utapau when Obi when Obi-Wan arrives and he has um they're called Powans. And when he met the Powan that was there, he's like he was very like tall and had very sharp teeth. But all that makeup isn't gonna be suited for what the Grand Inquisitor is. So there's gonna be some liberties taken, but I, I personally like I personally didn't mind it. It is kind of ridiculous how some people think that they can do better. And it's like, yeah, you can make it look more like the anime series, but it doesn't mean it's going to be better for the show. Like, shit, people people were talking shit about Cad Bane and, and Boba Fett. But he looks fucking fantastic. I thought he looked fucking fantastic. Spot on. Oh, because the face shape was off or something like that? It was just, like, barely, you know? Because, was the again, wrong he's... Hue of blue. He's an old man at that point. He's going to be pale. <laughs> but it's just like fitting prosthetics onto an actual human body is always going to look kind of different and weird than an animated show. It's going to happen. Now, I think he did a great job playing the role. Yeah, absolutely. As the Grand Inquisitor. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't see why it, wasting so much energy on minor details like that. I don't understand. How about you, Joel? What, what were your opinions on the Grand Inquisitor? Cool. They brought him to live action. I have no complaints. Like, that was literally, like, I'm not, okay, his head's not, you know, a foot bigger or whatever. Okay, I'm I'm not. Want to be like. Yeah, I know. Like, it's like Yachty Mundi. Oh, no. no I, I was like, okay, he's here. Dope. What is he going to do? How is he going to connect? Are they going to connect yeah. him to Rebels? Are they going to do some weird time jumpy shit? I don't know. Let's find out. Like, as, that was the least of my worries. And then. Hmm. You know, people like you said, people did their edits and stuff. I'm like, that's cool. I mean, nice, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It just didn't bother me. It didn't face me. I didn't care. And I have to give him credit. The fifth brother looked amazing. Like the fifth brother looked like the fifth brother from the show. Like the casting choice and just the overall like makeup department did a fucking fantastic job mm-hmm. putting that together. It, it was. I was actually kind of sad he didn't get a lot of screen time. I kind of wanted to see more Fifth Brother just because he looks so cool. That was Han, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. I couldn't have, I would have never been able to tell, man. He drifted all the way into outer space. <laughs> yep. And became uh, a, a dark side user. It was great. No, I mean, I think that the what they did with the Inquisitors was awesome. Reva, 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 Reva. She was awesome. She definitely, I feel like she definitely carried the emotion of the show a lot of the time, you know? even more so than Ewan McGregor. Like, I think she just had a little bit more of that presence. Like she was just so like strong. Like she came off. So like, uh, so strong. And, and I really enjoyed her character and what she did with it. Like, you know, again, going back, people complained so much about her character online, how it was too much. It was too much, but it's like, well, yeah. Cause her character is driven by like, rage and anger of course it's going to be like a lot like she's she's got a lot of emotions she's dealing with like of course it's going to come out one way it's okay when kylo ren does it but not reva hmm, i wonder where that is anyway yeah but <laughs> reva and inquisitors they of course they're looking for the big daddy of the jedi themselves 
namesake of the show, Obi Wan Kenobi. And you know, they're looking, they've been looking for him, can't find him. Where is he? He's fucking cutting meat uh, like a crate dragon or some <laughs> shit. And they're like salting it a little. It, it was strange, but you know, uh, we did see, you know, he, you know, he's living a peaceful life or, you know, reflecting up. Oh, shit, that reminds me. I gotta say, sorry, backtrack. The what, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm just gonna simplify it. The uh, little like previously setting up before episode yeah. one, I was like, wow, the the all the cutscenes from throughout the movies was the nice setup for episode one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little recap. Thank you, the recap. That was for me. It was emotional. It's like wow, they and it was a high quality recap too. I was like, oh damn, they're I mean, going. You think there. that it's been like yeah, over twenty years since yeah, those came out? It was. Ooh, you know what it reminded me of. It reminded me of that compilation trailer they made when they were announcing episode seven. Oh, I don't remember that. When they went throughout like the prequel and the original trilogy era, and they kind of had like Obi, like Alec Guinness Obi Wan kind of like telling his story from like when he was talking to Luke. And then, like, right then they led into like episode seven trailer. It's like, oh, fuck, I feel it. And then ending it with the fucking Han and Chewie thing. It's like, oh, fuck, uh, Star Wars is back. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it kind of made you realize that, like, the prequels weren't perfect, but they were still a major part of at least, like, our childhood youth Mm -hmm. coming up. And, you know, I felt a lot of, like, I I need to go back, like, and start and and watch them again. And pretty soon, like, I'll I'll be able to let the kids watch them eventually. Like, Mm -hmm. gotta share with the youth. yeah, I tried to, so really just quick tangent here, I tried to let the kids watch episode four the other day, and um, we got to the the deep fried aunt, aunt and uncle, Aww. and I was yeah. like, oh, uh, not ready for this one. That's that's too much explanation. Yeah, that's that's a little hard to explain. Uncle Owen. Uncle Owen. Yeah, that, that recap just, you know, kind of sets up the nostalgia and our connections already to this character and from you know we we follow obi-wan and we find that he's you know watching a young luke skywalker who we all love and know little whiny ass luke and you know he's kind of been watching over him been doing a good job he's he's dealing with a lot it says here it's haunted by his past but they really i just love how much they dive into the guilt and grief he feels like he carries it in everything he's doing and um you know he's and that's why he hasn't been active. He's not trying to rebuild the order. He's like, I want to be hidden. I want to be, you know, I don't care. You know, my life is different now. And because, you know, he essentially killed his brother and he has to live with it. He doesn't know that essentially Anakin is alive yet. And it's just, he, he you know, you could tell he's like replaying everything in his head over and over again, that moment on Mustafar. And he's still carrying it, which is awesome to see. Do we see Darth Vader in the like? Do we see them con- get into a fight in the first episode, or is that the second episode? No, that's the third episode. Third episode. Yeah. We, or, he like we 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 see him at like the very end of episode two. Oh, that's right. He but he's in like the tank or whatever, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Give us a hint. Are we doing like a full episode breakdown by episode, or are we just kind of just kind of grand like grand scoping it? I was hoping to do episode by episode, but we could just pick the best parts if you want. I'm just going know. through it. I don't know. We're doing it live. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever works for you guys. I feel like we. Can... I'm just trying to remember everything because it's mm-hmm. it's so rich. But like like because like I can remember the things that I like and I don't like. Like I can't remember like all the little things. <laughs> but 
Yeah, no, I'm happy to do whatever. I think we could do both. We can go through the episode. We can kind of, when the things pop into our heads, we can kind of go off on a, yeah. on a yeah. tangent. Okay. So, so I won't mention my favorite part of episode three just yet then. Save it. We're getting there. Okay. Yeah. Um, with Obi-Wan's guilt, that Jedi earlier, he's like, hey, you're you're the legend, Obi-Wan. Come on. But he's like, no, just just hide. Keep yourself alive. That's the best you could do. And, you know, Obi-Wan's indifference kind of um, uh, will reaffirm kind of the point of the Inquisitors later. Like the Jedi kind of they lead themselves to their own doom. We're going to, you know, there's a connection there later. But he's like, you know, just just get out. Of, get out of here. I don't want to deal with you. This That was the old me. This isn't my life anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, later we see that his body is hanging in the middle of town. Like they made an example, like this is what's going to happen to the Jedi. I was like, oh, damn, they fucked him up. But yeah, it's, you know, they, they're hunting Jedi and it's it's terrible. And and I think that guilts him even more. He he starts to realize, you know, he can make a difference and he, he will end up doing maybe more than he realizes. Now, I wanted to I wanted to. uh like mentioned because we we got to see kind of at the beginning of the episode where like the inquisitors are at and it's it's very interesting especially since reva is a new character to the world and so it was interesting to see that during this point in time out of all the inquisitors um there is such a thing as going too far for an inquisitor yeah. Like at least at least during this time where like they still have to worry about like the Senate and whatnot and the and the Empire. Um, and so they still have to kind of like keep up appearances. But then you have Reva kind of like pretty much almost like killing killing a person. And then like the the Grand Inquisitor and like the fifth brother and stuff is like, You've gone too far. It's like oh Lord Vader will hear about this. It's just yeah. very interesting like to think about like the Inquisitors as these like ruthless like Jedi hunters having morals. Uh I don't know if it's morals, but I think it's more like rules are rules. Like we have our orders. Yeah. Okay. And the yeah. last thing you want to do is piss off like Big Daddy. You don't want to piss off Big Daddy. <laughs> right. And then what's cool is I think what this show did great is we actually segue someone else's story we need more history on so it the story shifts to alderaan which i keep i kept forgetting the fate of alderaan by the way it's every episode but my wife reminded me <laughs> i used to make jokes about it. anyway and we get to see little leia and you know where what she's at that she's very smart of course she is right she's the daughter of vader and padme it's just you know she's got things together and of course we see jimmy smith's again it, that was really nice to see him you know there and just She's articulate. She's smart. She doesn't. She kind of doesn't want to do senator thing, you know, play politics and all that. But they're like kind of hinting that you you can make a change with the right people. And then um, she of course goes on a little adventure. And I know this was a point for you, Marcelo, but uh, <laughs> they there's these like bounty hunters that chase the little girl, uh, or sorry, the little princess, and they they catch her. But it's a little goofy. I mean, you could tell this part was like for kids. Like she's sliding down the dirt. It wasn't even for kids, dude. This shit was bad. <laughs> Bounty hunters are like failing to grab her when she's three feet away. She's running super slow and they're like, oh. How's a branch going to stop you? Come on now. <laughs> that was, the, yeah, that was one of those like points of contention for me. The little too campy, but 
It is what it is. Straight from the prequels, maybe. But yeah, and then we find, like, you know, eventually they, you know, after what seems like five minutes of failures, they eventually get captured by Red Hot Chili Pepper, or she gets captured by Red Hot Chili Pepper. And then, of course, uh, Bail Organa, Jimmy Smith, is like, hey, Leia's in trouble, and he contacts someone stuck on Tatooine, has been wanting to help, and he's like, oh, okay, fine. You know, it's... And, that was my thing too. It's like, is, are we gonna see him on Tatooine for six episodes? Like, what's what's gonna happen here? But you find out, like, he's gonna go. He's gonna go save Princess Leia, of course, right? True to um, this the whole Star Wars, you know? It's yeah, it, man. What what a what a twist. But I I would say a twist. It's like, well, out of all the things I didn't expect to see coming was not having this show be about. Obi-Wan protecting Luke. It's more so about Obi-Wan protecting Leia. And I I think that probably did a better job than having it just be all around Luke because we see we see Obi-Wan and Luke together throughout episode 4. So we kind of know and after 6 episodes of just Obi-Wan kind of like spying on Luke from a distance is going to be kind of weird after a while. <laughs> so I think it was the right move to kind of go on the Leia route. Also, a shout out to probably one of the most recent uh, Star Wars memes to come about from the show, but of uh, sassy uh, Uncle Owen uh, oh, yeah. with that with a line. Uh, uh, he those... was really sassy in this show, wasn't he? He was kind of a dick. <laughs> he he was he was a dick where it mattered though because he he has he has a point yeah. like because like when Obi Wan's like oh when he when he gets old enough he must be trained he's like how he trained his father <laughs> it's like oh god oh, he's, yeah he's yeah. fucking right it's like he, yeah. he he has a right to be fucking like you know sassy towards Obi Wan because it's like yeah you know because of you my stepbrother is fucking dead or you know dead and I mean like, I'm, I'm not gonna make. Mm. Oh, go ahead. I was no, gonna say, go if you think about it, you know, Obi Wan trained a real winner, wrong side, but still a winner. <laughs> <laughs> He's still like one of the strongest Sith lords to like ever come. You know, you gotta give you gotta give some props there. You know, he uh, it's not the greatest thing in the world. You know, he killed a lot of children for that for that honor, but I mean, he's there, and they really show it in this show. Like they show his tr- like his. That's what was great about this show was how terrifying Darth Vader is as a character. Oh, yeah. they, they went there. Yeah. And uh, if you haven't seen those Owen memes, go see them. I fucking love them. I love all the sassy memes they can. Yeah, that I was, you know, that was episode one. And I it was a really strong pilot and origin episode for the start. And I was like, wow, I'm I'm ready for more. And um I think what was it? What did you guys say? The first two were out, or was it the first three? It, they they released the first two because of Star Wars Celebration. That's they put they pushed yeah. it back a week because they wanted to release on Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, well, that was awesome because God. we got we didn't have to wait another week, so we got episode yeah. two right away for part two. This episode basically Obi Wan gets goes off world, and what's great is um, they tease um, in the trailer they tease uh, Kumail Nanjiani, um, you know newest uh marvel one of the new marvel superheroes and it was cool to see him uh there too it's just for a second too i was like oh what's his role gonna be and then boom he's already there in episode two 
He plays like a Jedi, you know, he has like little magnet tricks and electronics. He looks like he's trying to help people. Obi-Wan kind of finds him and, you know, interrogates him. And he's a fucking fraud, which I love, by the way. It was great. He's like, I don't know anything. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Like, oh, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. And uh, <laughs> it, was, it, it was just refreshing to see, um, you know, Obi-Wan's going to run into his fair share of seedy people. But, like, he runs into a scoundrel, essentially. But eventually, you know, we'll turn him around. Like, he just, you know, makes him into a good person later. Based on, you know, interactions. And because, you know... He's the general, you know, he lead, you know, he has that effect on people and he's a good leader. And a uh, little cool Easter egg too in the episode was um, you actually see a 501st trooper kind of on the streets begging for credits, which I didn't expect to see at all, actually. But I thought that was pretty interesting. And he's all bearded out and shit, too. Like, damn, they forgot about his ass. <laughs> Replaced by Stormy's already. And of course, it was played by none other than Tamora Morrison. Yep. Who else? Right. Who else but him? Marcelo, you're, you're going to mention something. I saw it in your eyes. How do you, I mean, it's awesome to see Kumal getting so much work in in oh, yeah. in the Marvel mm-hmm. Disney verse. He's getting a ton of just small little parts here. I, I feel like I saw a trailer for him in something the other day that I was like, "Oh man, here too, huh?" Like he's just everywhere right now. Make that money, make that money, man. Yeah, good for him. He's a good actor, so it works out fine. And he has banger roles too. Like he's, yeah, he he's doing yeah, great yeah. work. Yeah. Eventually, Kenobi gets to the planet. He asks around where to go. Um, he's gonna eventually find Leia, right? Uh, and trapped somewhere thanks to a couple leads, and I think thanks to uh, Kumail's character, um, Aja. Right? Is that right? Aja. Yes. Right. But uh, he defeats them pretty easily. But yeah, and that's, you know, kicks Flea's ass and they start to escape. And then, you know, we start to see, they start to show how smart Leia is. She's asking all the right questions. She's She's been smart from the get-go, not some dumbass farmer boy who's been fucking playing on a roof. Whoa, right whoa, whoa, yeah. chill no. out, dude. <laughs> I'm coming, wow. I'm coming for Luke. I don't He's care. Wow. He's 10 years old, dude. Chill out. Yeah. <laughs> he just wants, he just wants to fly a Skyhopper. Come on, man. Well, I, you I also have true. to, listen, one, hold on. One got a life of luxury and one got to live in a fucking desert. Well, that's I what I was going to say. Think life. about the environment that Luke is in. What the fuck are they doing on a desert planet? Moisture farming. <laughs> What is Leia doing? She's a fucking daughter of a senator. Come on, man. You galactic you cannot. Com- oh, oh, I'm sorry, galactic senator. You can't compare those two. Give Luke a break, man. He's, you know what he's doing. He's doing his best. Oh yeah. And then um, you know they start to get into you know Leia's very curious about the city. She's you know it seems like she's sheltered. She's curious about everything. And you know Kenobi's like, oh, we got to get going. And then you know they figure it out. Eventually, they're getting chased by Inquisitors. They lock down the city, and we go through this, like, rooftop chase. Soon, bounty hunters, they're all, you know, alerted. You know, Grand Inquisitor didn't want that to happen, but Reva's like, you know, we got to get Kenobi. We got to get him now. Let everyone know. And we have this, like, cool, uh, like, shootout scene on the roof. He's fighting back, and he's using a blaster, too, which, of course, all of us are like, Kenobi using a blaster, you know? (laughs) How uncivilized. Exactly. and But, you know, he's fighting back, trying to keep Leia safe. And I know uh, some people were complaining that Reva was over the top with her parkour on the roof. But, I mean, I thought it was dope. It looked cool. I mean, she's an Inquisitor. You know, they're all about Flash. So, I mean, it makes sense to me. So. Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's going to look kind of weird just because, you know, 
they're obviously not going to spend all of the budget on just that so it's going to look a little weird but it's yeah. it's fine you know it's it's not detrimental to you know star wars at all it's gonna it's gonna be weird just because it's newer concepts being brought into star wars and you know mm-hmm. how dare we... you enhance my star wars how dare you hashtag not oh. my star wars i will say um uh our friend ben brought up was like yeah we got to see some other cool ass bounty hunters too in this episode like a a, a four lamish kind of person you know, oh, we did see one. Yeah, we got yeah. to we got to uh, see another Zabrak, which oh god, I thought that when. Sorry if I'm kind of like kind of putting out a place real quick, but like when Obi Wan was in that in that hallway when he had to start fighting like the bounty hunters, and he punches the Zabrak in the head, and he's like, "Bruh, don't you have experience fighting Zabrak? Don't <laughs> fucking punch him in the head with all the head That's spikes, just one, dude. Two, and one again." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, they go to the fight. And then one of the points of uh, in the story is that, like, can you make, you know, you can you make me flow? And always one's like, no, I can't show you. But eventually, um, she, Leia's put in danger. He has to save her by using the force, and she floats. And, you know, they start, you know, she's like, oh, you know, it's a little cheesy. It's campy. I see Marcel's nodding his head. It's definitely campy. But, you know, they just, it, this trust starts to build. It's like, okay, you, you're not who you say you are, but, you know, you saved my life. And, yeah, we. Yeah, you I see are a Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then they start to, you know, uh, Obi Wan goes back. The uh, Haja says, "What can you do to help us?" And he's like, "Okay, I'll help you guys." Right? I've been, you know, and he doesn't betray them. I was expecting a betrayal, by the way, for this, but he tries to buy them time, stalls Reva, and he tells them where to go, and then. You're gonna take like this was cargo train sort of vehicle mm-hmm. to another planet or another part of the planet. I don't remember. It was another planet. It was. It, it was, was another planet. Okay. It, it was, was like leaving a space to go... rail almost. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like a um, an imperial kind of like supply like freighter, like going to a, like an outpost somewhere. Yeah. But before we even get there, he has Leia uh, secured away. Rev has still been chasing them, and then. Uh, you know, Obi-Wan's thinking about using his lightsaber. He doesn't. You know, they're teasing us. They're not going to use it, but... Yeah, we, uh, we get cucked pretty hard with that lightsaber for a good <laughs> chunk of the show. We, we, do. we do. But, um, you know, Reva's, like, looking for him, and she says, you know, he's not dead. And, you know, it's kind of like a, you know, the bomb it oh. drops on him. He's like, who? You know, Anakin is not dead. And he's like, what? Like... You know, he. I don't think he ever fathomed that he could be alive. He probably just, you know, you chop a guy's arms off, you chop his, le- you know, his legs off. You stand him on lava. That should be the end of it. You know, he's catching on fire. He's scarred. You know, he. This motherfucker should be long gone. But not. <laughs> Guess what? There's more. <laughs> you know, so it. This revelation, I think, shakes him. And oh yeah, it's you know, it's the guilt again coming back. It, it's. It's well done the way they just kind of drop it on him. You know, it just he doesn't seem like the character who would entertain, like, because he saw right before, like I said before, he, right before he fucking killed him. But it's like, nope, guess what? And of course, we, you know, we talked about it before. We get the hint at the end Mustafar, uh, Castle Vader. They go in on the back to King, a uh, back to King, back to tank, and they zoom in, they show him, and of course, his eyes open. Lord Vader himself, he's alive and well, of course, we all know. Even before that, 
Um, the Grand Inquisitor's confronting Reva. And uh, he's like, you can't be doing this, you know. And she's like, I almost had him. And then she fucking stabs him, which caught me off guard. I thought it was going to be more back and forth. Like, don't do that. You can't do that. Okay, whatever. But she's like, no, straight up lightsaber through the chest. Yeah, that, that threw me for a fucking loop. Like, like you you and me being fans of the of rebels, I was like, how does this work? Right? Exactly. What's, it's like I think I, I think everybody in on the internet kind of had like that. It's like, wait, what's happening? You know, yeah. it's like it's like obviously we we have probably like the same idea, Joel, that something was gonna happen later on that like showed that, you know, the Grand Inquisitor still has a lot of cards up his sleeve. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. I know people were upset, like, oh, this messes with the lore. It's like, oh, now you guys care about rebels? Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> but it doesn't. We get there. Yeah, I know. People just weren't ready, just weren't willing to wait. But yeah, again, um, a really good episode. Uh, lots of fun. You know, it got, like, the chase hijinks kind of down. They do in Star Wars a lot. Uh, some of the fun. I feel like, yeah, they got the camp there, too. It was a fun episode. A good, you know, one and two were a good pair to release together. So, mm-hmm. of course, the you know the tease at the end of you know the foil to Obi Wan. Yeah, it's like ooh, here we that go. Was, that here was a go. long week of waiting. That was. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> After that, all right, part three, and this this did a lot, I think, and I wasn't expecting them to drop as much as they did for this episode, but it was it was fun. It was great, and we we'll just go into it because there's there's a lot uh basically at castle vader vader tells reva to find kenobi and you know vader does that thing he promises he'll do something for you if you succeed you know like all leaders and politicians we'll do it just do what we told you to do and And, it's my um, daddy yes exactly exactly and well he's gonna be disappointed but anyway basically uh it'll flash forward to kenobi and Layla landing on the planet they're kind of exploring and there's a moment where uh kenobi looks in the distance and he sees uh the first iteration of darth vader that he knew um which was really cool uh they show um you know master skywalker and his robes just kind of looking at him menacingly i thought that was cool like he's already he's being haunted by it already uh by the fact that like he's alive you know he's had the guilt of killing him but now he's like oh shit he survived you can say brian i kind of i kind of um feel uh guilty saying this but at first viewing i didn't realize that was anakin it's like I was like too fo- I was too focused like on like kind of like the wardrobe that the person was like who like who yeah. the fuck's this I wasn't like paying attention to the face yeah, yeah. um but fun fact um uh, Hayden Christensen had an interview and he was saying that was one of the first shots he did and on that day of shooting they already did all of Ewan McGregor's um scenes for that day but he wanted to stay. So he could watch uh, Hayden do his scenes. Nice. It's like it's like he, like he was awesome. he was so excited to see Hayden back that he want he wanted to stay there to make sure he saw um, him do his scenes. It was it's just it was just like a nice little heartwarming like it's yeah. like these 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 guys have like a true bromance going on and everybody everybody in the world loves it right now. They're, they have like what seems a genuine cool friendship. I mean, he is the executive producer, but it it feels genuine. It feels good, you know. It's nice again. They, you know, them reprising the roles. It's a lot of great nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Who's um, an executive producer, Hayden or 
Uh, Ewan McGregor. Uh, Ewan McGregor. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh, damn. It was both of them. Oh, shit. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, you know, they can't find anyone. Eventually, they get, there's like an Imperial transport. Kenobi's kind of hesitant, like, we shouldn't do it. And Leia, you know, she's a people person. She could talk to people. And, you know, they get in there and they get on the transport. It seems like a harmless guy, but the transport drives away on the back. He's an Imperial sympathizer. He has a little homemade flag. Like the Imperial symbol. Bullshit. Like, um, yeah, he's very he's very pro empire. Pro as we all should be. Stormtroopers' lives matter too, right? And we find that out later. It's like uh, he picks up some stormtroopers later. He's like happy to see them and stuff, you know. And uh, the stormtroopers get on. They're kind of they're like kind of grilling Kenobi, like asking him, you know, where you been, what you up to, and he slips up. You know, he kind of recovers, and you know, Leia kind of covers him too. And you know, they're they're stormtroopers. They're not super big brain, but you're. Enough to know that something fishy is going on, but they eventually let it go. And there was a, there's a good interaction to see that they still, you know, they're, you know, they're smart on their toes. Both of them know how to navigate out of that situation, which was pretty good to see. They're smart. They got guile. It was very like after that point where he slept up, it was very interesting to, at least for me to watch because you could, when he was taught, like making up that story, you can kind of tell that he was using a little bit of truth in his story because then in, in that scene you you see um just kind of like out of nowhere like leia just kind of like turns to obi-wan's like you knew my parents didn't you and he's just and of course obi-wan's just like uh and it's like and <laughs> she's like are you my father and he's like uh, uh no i never knew my mommy and also the the fact that we've actually gotten like canon like details of obi-wan kind of maybe remembering his family yeah that was that, that was, nice was cool that was like it was such a small thing but it was so cool you know because especially during those times where like you know jedi didn't really remember their families because they got taken as babies yeah they were essentially abducted but it was just like it was just like one of those first like those first moments of like an actual like kind of connection between leia and obi-wan just kind of like you know obi-wan kind of cracking a little bit kind of giving a little bit of information about you know knowing who's leia's parents were because she knows she's adopted at this point she know she knows because yeah. she's she's the palest fucking person in alderaan <laughs> <laughs> so it's at this point you're kind of seeing obi-wan start to kind of change a little bit you know as he progresses through the series so it was it was a nice it was a nice little scene and then and we 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 get to the next part, which uh, uh, I think you you could you could tell us what happens next. So they get to like a little blockade, and they kind of you know there's a little probe droid that appears and it identifies that oh shit, this is Obi Wan Kenobi himself, and you know alerts the guards. They fight the stormtroopers. The you know the sympathizer gets the shit kicked out of them. And then what happens cool too is there's like this laser gate. And then he kicks a or like hits a stormtrooper somehow into it or something or falls and he gets cut in half. And I was like, oh shit! I wasn't expecting that uh, already. But yeah, we we get some gruesome shit. And he's like fighting with this blaster, and when it seems like you know he's captured and caught, uh, there's of course an imperial spy working both sides. Her name is Tala. She shoots the stormtroopers and gets them out of there basically. And uh, you guys remember she is uh, the Mama Sandsnake from Game of Thrones to see some some more game of thrones connections in star wars so they're slowly coming together yeah 
All right. So uh, we find out later that she's a member of the path that helps people with force sensitive kids or family members or Jedi basically get out and escape the empire. And um, when they get to the HQ, she has this like, was this uh, like a loader droid? She's reprogrammed to be security and help her. And what was really cool is for me, nice little Easter egg. When she's talking about the path, people have been there. There's a name there. And he, you know, Kenobi touches his hand it, and it says Quinlan Voss. I was like, oh shit, nice little Easter egg. Quinlan Voss is a really yeah. cool Jedi from uh, the Clone Wars era. He even has a book uh, called uh, Dark Disciple with, he has like a relationship with the Saj Ventress. Really good book. Uh, yeah, good audio book. And him and Kenobi have like a relationship in that. So who better to, uh, you know, kind of connect them together, even if it was fake. Like he didn't make, or you know, if it was a trap, it was still a nice Easter egg for us. So that was pretty cool. It's like, oh shit! I was like, I've been saying Quinlan Boss is alive. And I was like, hell yeah, he made it, or maybe he didn't. But <laughs> I mean, they threw the name out. I feel like there's hope. There's hope that we could see a live action Quinlan Boss some somewhere down the road. You know, right. I, all bets. It's like, I I don't want to say all bets are off, but I I. You know, they wouldn't throw out that name. They wouldn't throw out a specific name if they didn't have an idea. Yeah, it, it was nice to see. And then, of course, because the uh, I think maybe the drone sent out the signal, but I'm, I'm going to see. Uh, basically, they figure out Kenobi is on that planet. And of course, if Kenobi's on that planet, guess who's coming to check to make sure? Big Daddy himself, Vader, arrives with the Inquisitors, you know, and it's. Uh, it's so raw to see what Vader's intro scene is because he arrives, he has the Inquisitors, and there are people that like try to be there, but you know, they're there. They're, they may be even trying to fight, but he gives no shit. So there's like a kid there. He just like uses the force and breaks its neck. And I was like, whoa, wow. like right away. I was taken back by that. Yeah, that that was unexpected. Like I wasn't expecting that much violence from yeah. it. Yeah, it it just shows he there. There is no Anakin, right? It is Darth Vader for sure, and he he is here to hunt and kill one person, and he knows he's here, and it, it's just crazy because he just goes off and essentially he's doing what he's him to do. He's going to go kill and be merciless. But um, eventually, you know, Kenobi sees him on the way and he says, Tala, can you please, you know, make sure Leia gets to safety, right? <clears throat> so she's going to do that. And then Kenobi's going to try to draw Vader away. Were you going to say something, Brian? No, I just want I just wanted to make a point right before Vader starts, you know, attacking Arking this. Down. Yeah, like he he stops walking and you can see like, of course, it's like he's wearing a helmet. So you can't like see his face, but he he like kind of turns and he stops. And at that moment, you know that he knows Obi-Wan is watching him. And so at that mm-hmm. point, it's like, okay, Obi-Wan, let me show you who I am. And he's just like, Bleh, you know, yeah. doing wreaking havoc. And then it's like, of course, Obi-Wan is just watching in horror of like what, what has become yeah. of Anakin. And it's like, oh, it's such a good seat. Like, it's terrifying, but story wise, it it's like such, uh, such good kind of like. I don't know the perfect word for it, but it's just like, you know, Vader was proving a point. And it's like, I am not the person that you saw last. I am this new th- big threat that is coming to get you. And you have you big bad. You cannot stop me. 
they really do build up that he becomes the master of evil throughout this series. And that first step alone, that one kid breaking his neck, man, that was oof. Just I was like, damn, he Vader is here. Like there is no Anakin. Um, but eventually, after that, you know, Kenobi lures him away. They have like this slow fight with like sand near sand and pebbles and stuff. And it's an interesting sequence because Kenobi is not really fighting. It's a one-sided fight, to be honest. It's he's just trying to get away by Leia time. And it's like he he kind of fights like he's scared to fight and he's never used his lightsaber before. He's not in tune with himself. You could clearly tell. It, you know, he's trying to trick Vader here and there, but not enough to like really get away. And eventually it comes to like, you know, they you know, they have their little standoff and just fast forward like Vader fucks him up. He has been holding this rage and revenge. He, like, you know, he thought you know, he thought maybe some fire would separate them. Fuck no. Vader pulls his ass into the fire. He's been holding on to that revenge for years. He burns him. I was like, damn, he he's holding that rage. He's been oh, that resentment, God, that evil. Yes. He, he's that Sith, you know, hatred. He pulls him into the fire. He burns the shit out of him. Uh, you know, before he can <laughs> become like Anakin, uh, Obi-Wan, of course, is bailed out. Itala, she tries to shoot at Vader, takes out some Stormies, um, and she sends, I think, the loader bot to go get him, right? Yeah, because mm-hmm. obviously she can't go in the fire, but yeah, the, the strong loader bot. And of course, you know, Vader can't mess up his machinery. He can't go directly through the fire, but I think he was pretty satisfied <laughs> with that, how he treated Obi-Wan right there. But oh, uh, yeah. they essentially get away uh, Tala and Obi-Wan. And we see, like, uh, Leia trying to get away. And at the end, they show, like, Leia runs into Reva with this, like, half person knocked out. She's like, okay, I'll take you to safety, right? And, of course, she's tricking Leia because she's taking advantage of her because she's a kid. But, yeah, um, it ends with that, you know, cliffhanger upon cliffhanger. And, um, you know, we know, I mean, we know that two of these characters are going to definitely return later. But still, it's like, wow, they're just filling in the dots and the blanks and... For me, it was, you know, uh, I was thinking about that line from four. He's like, when, you know, last time we faced each other, you were the master and, you know, or I was a learner and now I'm the master, whatever. Um, but it's just like, oh, yeah, he's he's been working on stuff. You know, <laughs> he's, he's, he's not, and he is still, you know, Anakin, but that rage, that hatred, yeah. that Sith mentality, he, he brought it and Obi-Wan was not ready. No. Wasn't centered with himself at all no and you, you could just tell and this definitely was a um like this encap- encapsulates like star wars like villain i think like how far they'll go to get what they want and what you know they do whatever it takes to get there too you know it, it's mm-hmm. it was done really well and this episode yeah just key moments you know, clear callbacks to, and it's it's just really good. That that it's like this episode was just one of those. Episodes like, wow, I cannot see how they follow up with next, and you know what happens next. So, like, just just to encapsulate, like where Vader is right now, probably I want to say it's in the running for probably adding to the list of like iconic Star Wars lines. Is when you know they're doing the chase through like the like little back area. Like Vader's chasing Obi Wan, and they kind of stop, and Obi Wan's just like, "What? It's like, what has become of you?" And then Vader just like, without missing a beat, just like, "I am what you made me." Oh yeah, that was. And so in good. that, 
in that perfect like James Earl Jones, Darth Vader. Now, James Earl Jones was credited for this show, but I yeah, I think it's under the assumption that um they used that AI technology that they used for yeah. Luke. So cause he sounds directly like episode four, like young James Earl Jones, Darth Vader. And it, it sounded perfect. Don't get me wrong. And it just it just added to the show. It really it really added to the show. Being able to have Hayden in the suit and then having James Earl Jones's voice come out is like the perfect combination. Mm-hmm. Even um, even McGregor was saying, watching an interview, like uh, he was little, and you know he he loved Star Wars, you know, being a little kid. But you know, Vader was you know scary at the time. They didn't know much about Vader like we do, but he was still like the big bad. You don't fuck with him. And then apparently, apparently on set, when that first time you know Vader shows up behind him, it actually scared him. Like it put him in that place of being afraid, a scared little kid, which I thought was pretty <laughs> funny to hear. I'm glad he shared that. It never because... really leaves you. <laughs> right? <laughs> and and damn did it leave an impression in that episode, you know. Oh yeah. It's Vader was out Vader was out to prove a point and he he did it tenfold. Sure did. Like he he has grown exponentially. I think they definitely uh tapped into like the little rogue one sequence of of anger and killing just a little, right? You know. Um, I'll share with you guys um, when I first saw Rogue One, um, when Vader first appeared and he ignited his lightsaber, some guy in the audience just yelled, yes, hell <laughs> <laughs> loud. I was like, damn, this guy. And, you know, you were not disappointed, you know, it was like, <laughs> Holy shit. But that that scene was like, oh, God, that the stakes, the stakes were already high. And it's like, you know what? Let's bump it up to 11. <laughs> of course, that's the end of that episode. Oh, Marcelo is just in time. Marcelo, uh, would you like to share your favorite part of episode three? Uh, obviously, it's Darth Vader dragging Obi Wan through a pit of fire. Just be like nice and slow. Just drag him right through it. Posted him. Oh, it was ugh. so good. It was so it was so brutal. It just like proving like proving the point. Well, like Vader is the top dog. Vader is the the overwhelming force. It, yeah, like, that was that was the best part. Sorry, I almost had a uh I have a pop-up tent outside and it's up open and it's a little windy oh. here. So I didn't want it to end up in a neighbor's yard. So I had to go yeah, break yeah, that yeah. thing down. Well, yeah, that that would be a weird conversation. It would just be a weird, you know, getting ready everything for Fourth of July and stuff. <laughs> Got a new tent, honey. So episode four. Uh, Kenobi and Tala arrive at the, this, uh, like, essentially, like, pre-Rebels facility, or the path, on this planet named Jabim. And, um, you know, Kenobi kind of gets familiar with the area, meets some people, and it shows us also Leia being interrogated by uh, Reva, you know? Like, she's, you know, Reva's saying, you know, Kenobi is dead, such and such, and he's just trying to extract information out of uh leia but leia's smart too she tries to play the game with her as well and then reva essentially will resort to torture later because she can't get anything out of her but uh before that kenobi is just like we need to go save her you know where can we go what can we do and you know he talks to these people and we have um uh these other like rebels they're introducing they said you know we'll we'll go help you know we have context in there it's really hard 
you know, it's a, it's an imperial fortress, right? It's not going to be easy. We'll do our their best to help. And um, have a little uh, another connection to another universe. Uh, the son of Ice Cube. I forgot his name. Oh my god. But, um, the, he plays he plays Roken. Um, he's in Godzilla, by the way, King of the Monsters. <laughs> it was cool to see him again. But yeah, you know, living that nerd dream, being in the Godzilla universe and Star he Wars. Was in Godzilla. What? I forgot. His name is O'Shea, by the way. O'Shea. O'Shea. Yeah. O'Shea. I, yeah, Jackson. He plays a guy named Roken. Basically, like, seemingly, like, reluctant, but very helpful leader. And, of course, he's going to lend a hand to Kenobi. And him and Tala kind of talking about, like, uh, <laughs> do we do it? But, of course, we're saving the, the future of the Rebels right there. And all their, you know, the involvement that it's going to, you know, leave an imprint on Leia. All these people that are going to uh, influence her later. This is the episode where he breaks into the into the fortress, right? The yeah. the Inquisitorum, I think it's called. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what a name. Star Wars with their cool names, but, but yeah, uh, we see Tala using like her uniform to go in through the front, using her like Imperial authority. But we have Kenobi, little throwback to Episode One, his little breather swimming underwater. There's you know dark ass water goes nope. under <laughs> infiltrates that way secretly dumps a stormtrooper in the water nice little callback there no gungans in sight <laughs> not that we know of, right? <laughs> okay but you're telling me that reva choking out that other guy nobody's gonna notice that literally like a whole group of people sitting in front of her and she's she's like behind these columns yeah you're talking about yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Like nobody's gonna. Oh yeah, that was a. There's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of you know. They kind of look the other way with Star Wars. <laughs> Disbelieve. Yeah, uh, they essentially like they're guiding each other. Tala has like information, trying to get Obi Wan to the right area. And right as I said before, Reva is about to fully torture Leia. Tala calls her out, says, "I have important information." Reva tries to you know front her, but she doesn't budge. And eventually, Obi Wan's able to save. Leia, get out of there. But before that, uh, Obi-Wan starts tapping into his powers again. Mm-hmm. Like, uses the Force to distract some stormtroopers, because they they heard, like, a little communique from his little device. Yeah, it's just cool to see him. Like, he's, he thinks about it and does it. Like, alright, he's trying to put his pieces back together. It was like, uh, okay, so, I know some fans were a little upset, but the scene where he saves Leia, where she's strapped, he uses his, he finally busts out the lightsaber, right, and kicks some ass. He, you know, he hits a stormtrooper with the armor, but doesn't slice him. It just damages him, and then he falls. I know some fans were upset about that. Um, I was okay with. It. I thought it was just cool. Like, all right, Kenobi's finally uses his lightsaber. But yeah, he takes out some stormtroopers there. What do you guys think about that? Were you guys like a little miffed? Or I think for Star Wars, a little bit. I mean, you know, he like because he like hits them twice before they're down, and so I thought that was a little. You know, it was a little different. It wasn't bad. The whole scene, though, because it's like pitch black is dope as hell, though. He's like in the shadows yeah, like that's yeah. cool. That's awesome. You know, but the, the having a double hit, yeah, you know, whatever I can I can deal with it. Like, yeah, I'm not going to make a big deal about it. No. Yeah, it's it. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a cool looking scene. Um, there are ways you could probably explain why it took multiple hits uh, besides the fact that it just it just looked cool. It could be that like Obi-Wan was still try like. His form wasn't perfect, so he wasn't getting like clean hits in the stormtroopers. Yeah, totally. You know, maybe you know it was during a time where the armor wasn't like completely shit. <laughs> okay, but let me let me let me just ask a really quick. 
Okay. What about Tala? She like slapped a stormtrooper and like knocked. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. She now, slaps been, the, the helmet and then takes now, the gun and blasts. No, I've been thinking about that. Um, my 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 explanation to myself was, I mean, she's been in the Empire for X amount of years. I'm sure she's probably found like weak points to hit stormtroopers in to the kind of like fuck them up, like slap them on like the side of the head and like it like creates like a fucking like rattles them a little bit and then you you can like stick your hand up into the helmet and just like you know use that to kind of like drag him around you know i like she she's not only is she kind of like a pseudo rebel like she she understands like the inner workings of the empire so she has that to her advantage mm-hmm. and she, she i it's i feel like it's not too far of a stretch to think that she knows a thing or two of how to effectively take down a stormtrooper just like you know, using hand to hand combat i just thought it was funny like the whole scene cuz they're like they're like <laughs> I mean, she does like choke, like we said earlier. She chokes out a guy. Nobody fucking bats an eye. <laughs> oh, They're like, true. oh, we got to do some work for Vader. That's probably what they were thinking. Nope, we don't see shit. <laughs> Vader needs this data. It's like we, uh, like we know what choking means. Let's get back to work. And after that, you know, he's running with Leia. And I thought this actually was might have been a connection to uh, Fallen Order. You know how they're underwater in that long tunnel, yep. and there's water. Uh, basically, you know, water's breaking. He pulls like uh he lets it go through and he like drowns all those stormtroopers but yeah that definitely reminded me of fallen order with that spoiler alert, the last mission you're going under that that base i, I felt there was a connection even that stormtrooper there's like a uh armor clad stormtrooper in all black with the little the, the perch trooper yeah 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 perch trooper thank you F- funny enough mm-hmm. uh it's it's very much a reference to fallen order because it happens in the same location I was wondering if we would see Cal, but maybe in another show. Oh. That's okay. Jedi Survive? Jedi Survivor, maybe? Maybe. Same time period. I don't know. Either way, um, fast forward. They're about to leave the base. They do some like Disney-level camp shit where he's hiding Leia in his Imperial trench coat. They almost make it out, of course. Of course. And then uh, Reva stops them. It's like, hey, you know, you're not getting out of here alive, you know. And she, you know, she confronts, she says, you know, traitor, spy, and tells, like, I never was this, you know, I just never felt right. And, of course, just as, you know, you think they're captured again, um, the rebels come by with their snow speeders, I guess not really snow, their speeders, and blow up some stormtroopers, and they, uh, you know, two arrive, they get Kenobi and Leia away, the other one's like, I'm gonna make it okay, and we know that guy's fucking dead. Like, <laughs> Rebel throws the explosives at that speeder, he doesn't come back. Okay, I'm sure it's gonna be a spinoff about that guy surviving, but yeah. but let's talk about the 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 bad CGI in that scene where she's just like, "Is it me? Is it just me?" Like, I, I was too, I was too, I was paying too much attention to T 16s to <laughs> the fact that there was just T 16s coming to save the day. <laughs> it was like, oh man, let's go. Dude, <laughs> I, we watched this actually, Marcel, when I when I visited you. You said, man, that blocking was bad. I just remember here. <laughs> oh, we did talk about this, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just laughed. But yeah, it was it was a fun episode. I captured Star Wars. Of course, the end. Sorry, I forgot about that. Um, Vader's like, you, you know, you let them get away. Or he's like, you, you failed me. And she's like, no, I let them get away. You know, I have them at the end of a string. Because we, of course, goes at the end, the little droid Leia had, right? Um, she put like a little tracker in the yeah. droid so of course they could trace leia and kenobi back to the base so uh yeah just um 
a fun it was a fun i feel like it was very much like a formula star wars episode you know hijinks action they get away okay but there's of course more for later right it's not they're not truly safe but they think they are still reeling from that previous episode though man three Ooh. oh man and of course that's episode five. Oh man like i i mean three satisfied me but five like me brought vader to a new place that i i really loved so We'll, we'll get the, there, but... the, the last two episodes of this of this yeah. show are definitely the, the they were worth the wait. So uh, one of the cool parts of this episode was we actually people have been asking, are we going to see uh, Anakin and um, Obi Wan in the flesh together, not just Vader and Obi Wan? We see Anakin, and we do. We see them, you know, training together at the Jedi Temple. Very much a nostal- wave of nostalgia for me with Anakin, this little rat tail in his episode two outfit and stuff. And they talk, you know, I'll go back and forth through the episodes of Obi-Wan reminiscing of that training at that moment, thinking about how Anakin fights and his methodology. But it was really cool to see them just in their old, beauty- their old costumes again and go at it. That was, that was a nice moment. Free hand chopped off too. Oh yeah. Huh? Shit. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it 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 was just a just a delight to see, and it was it was used so well for the story they wanted to tell for episode five. We'll we'll get into it, but can you believe that some people were calling this a filler episode? What? Some pe- some people were literally calling this a filler episode. One a, a six episode series does not have a filler episode, and two, this had some of the biggest fucking story developments in the entire series. Literally, we found out about like everybody's motivation in this episode. Yeah, I don't, you know, I think some people just forget what the word filler means. But it's like some people, some people be wilding in, <laughs> some fans be wilding in the series. And it's like everybody needs to calm down. It's not my Legends chapter five, book seven. I'm so mad. <laughs> it mean, wasn't like the comics. I mean, you can like your Legends is fine. And, you know, some of it gets implemented eventually, but it's just like, it's just funny. You're never going to, you're never going to appease everybody, but it's just oh, so no. funny that the development that people were complaining about in episodes like one and two, they finally get it. And then a fraction of those, of those people were like, oh, this is a filler episode. And it's like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? You're telling me that Darth Vader dual wielding two lightsabers and beating the fuck out of somebody is all right let me but let's backtrack a little bit but that whole yeah this this whole this whoever said that i i don't know even for me who i'm generally really picky about everything like this was not a filler episode like this is them trying to escape this is like the last ditch effort trying to get out of there and trying to get out (laughs) and like you know, we have a we have a sacrifice, like somebody sacrifices themselves and like there's just so much that happens in this episode. I can't believe people would think it's a filler episode. I mean, I don't know. Internet's weird. Yeah, that again. Can't win. Nope. You glossed over those points. Let's just go over those points really quick. Empire arrives at the base. They were tracked. They lock them in. Kenobi tries to ne- uh, negotiate with Reva, who we find out. It's like, oh, you actually don't need me. You need Big Daddy Vader, as we of course we find out. A lot of people put the pieces together that she was the youngling that was there when Vader was, you know, killing people, and she she's been holding on to that revenge, 
and she's been hoping that you know vader forgot her and she she doesn't care really care about kenobi she, he's been a pawn in her scheme this whole time you know he tries to buy everyone time talking to her he says you know he'll go or whatever and then um there's a big fight uh you know we know tala doesn't show up later so me and my wife were wondering like okay when is when is tala's number up right and she you know has a big sacrifice moment uh they're fighting off stormies her and her loader bot who takes a lot of hits too i think he threw a couple stormtroopers too so that was kind of cool. oh he, he, he like he was he was k2ing people <laughs> yeah, yeah he was. nice throwback to rogue one and um of course she has that thermal detonator i was like oh fuck there she goes you know like we you know it's coming but it's just like it's a lot of like again breadcrumbs like you guys said from previous episodes it's like we know it's gonna happen we just don't know how or when and it all, you know, it pays off here. We we see the effect happening here, and you know, uh, again, they drop the motivations, the big reveals, and you know, he's like, maybe you should go after Vader, right? Like, I I think Kenobi isn't ready to fully come and fight his old, you know, his brother essentially, like he said, you know, right. the person he loved. So he's like, you know what, you try, Reva. I. I, my place is with the people being a general, you know, I'm going to lead them. You, you do what you got to do. And <laughs> it's, there's a little, you know, they rely on Leia to kind of help and out, but okay, let's, let's go to the part. I know we loved, I'm just going to fast forward there. I'm sure there's a lot of great stuff. Let's get to the, okay. So of course, big daddy. I know, Lance, I know right? you want to get, I know you want to get there. And I want I'm, I'm my hooks are in it. Big Daddy lands, area's cleared, there's some rubble. We I think we even see the piece of the loader bot in there. It's dead stormies, and um he arrives at what we think is the ship, right? About to get away. Zoom, you know. It's like, and then of course the fucking powerful, unsubtle Dark Lord of the Sith 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 grabs the ship, holds it in place, and brings it down. And you know, that's already a holy shit moment, right? It's like a good Force Awakens shit. Yeah, and it's like, whoa, that is... Or not Force like, Awakens, Force at least shit. I know what you meant, too. I, yeah. I totally believe it. Um, but it's just like, wow, they're really showing how strong Vader is. I love it. And then they take it a step further. He viscerally rips part of the ship open to look inside. We're like, oh, shit, that crew is fucked, right? <laughs> but of course, it's a decoy, right? Ship, The actual ship leaves. They get away safely. But of course, you know, that... It's like, boom, boom, that drops right there. We're like, wow. Of course... Eva comes to face the person she's been holding with resentment all her life. She comes to face Vader, and she, you know, she has her inquisitive I saw you yelling. Yeah, he knew all along because you know he's you know a petty bitch. He didn't forget shit, and it's a great fight. What are you gonna say, Brian? No, I was just say this is probably the coolest Vader fight they've ever done because he doesn't he doesn't pull out his lightsaber and you know block her hit he literally just lifts up a hand he's like nah and just catches those the saber with just the force and it was so badass it's like i'm not gonna fight you with my lightsaber fuck you it's like like, oh my god he then you know she's trying everything she can to get to him you know breaks breaks her lightsaber or separates her lightsaber and then throws her one like come on now like we're doing this like you want to do this let's go and a really cool scene is he like blocks her hit like um it's just so cool to see he he's not phased at all he's like i he's, you know i you're i'm far beyond what you can comprehend and just 
again, like throws her a lightsaber. They try to, you know, he's playing with her. He he clearly is going to win. Oh yeah. And you know, he stabs the shit out of her, leaves her for dead. The Grand Inquisitor comes back alive, and he fucking the cheekiest fucking line to throw back to Episode Three. The revenge does a lot for the will to live, or some iteration of that. It's like, oh my I, god, that's my third favorite revenge line in this show. Like revenge does wonders for the will to live. Just taking a shitty line yeah. from three, <laughs> which I love three. Like I, but that line is gross. But anyway, still a great movie. Just and they fucking take it, and give it to the Inquisitor, make it, make it a petty remark, and then Vader and the Inquisitor just march off. And of course, is Reva dead? Of course not. You know, we dropped the little um, message that shares where Luke is. And Reva, of course, holds onto her revenge and will to live. Is going to go and find Luke. So. And then episode six. Huh? Uh-huh. Seeing Vader hold two lightsabers was the fucking coolest thing I've ever seen. Sick shit. Just like all like, you know, come at me. Like, yeah. come on. Oh, he... <laughs> He could have killed her so fast. Oh, petty bitch. It's a play with his prey. Oh, that was... I heard this uh, before. I don't know if you guys agree, but each episode is kind of like each of the first six movies. Like, episode one is similar to... Or part one is similar to episode one. Episode uh, Part two mm-hmm. is similar to episode two. And I kind of see those parallels along the way and the, the you know the end effects so i just thought that was interesting that that's kind of what they had in mind oh i believe i heard so like epi- like part five is like a structurally kind of similar of course to episode five and pulling stuff from that i heard that too it's like clear parallels of course you know stakes are high they get away they're successful you know celebrations and all that it's just it's just so well done and you could tell like a lot of it is just well thought out and it has to be now, right? There's just Star Wars, you know, it has the standard, you know, it, it fluctuates, of course, but it's just like, it's good. It's fucking great. You know, it's, oh man, can't mm-hmm. get enough. Mm-hmm. And of course, that brings us to the finale. You know, we're a lot of setup, a lot of stuff we've seen happen in between. So here's what's weird. Here's what's weird about these, these, these kind of chase scenes like we're getting in uh, part six. Like giant ship chasing little ship and just bloop, 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 just like chipping away at it. And it's like swerving it's a little bit. Oh, Are you kidding me? That's so crazy. You didn't upgrade the targeting computer in about five years. It'll be it'll be there. So stupid. There's those <laughs> imperial budget cuts, you know, it's just <laughs> you couldn't afford good targeting. Um, but yeah, it, we have that chase sequence, and of course, Obi Wan's like, "In order for you guys to be safe, he's gonna come after me. Like, I need to buy you guys time." They're like, no, don't go, Obi Wan. We need you. We love you. But you know, he's like, "I gotta go." He tries to. He did this in Episode One, but here he again. He tries to convene with his old master, and at the time, you know, we're like, oh, oh, "We gonna hear something?" But we don't. Doesn't get a response, and you know, he takes it upon himself to take that little escape ship and leave to draw Vader away. Of course, the Grand Inquisitor's like, yo, kill them right now. You'll mm-hmm, squash mm-hmm. the rebellion. But you know, Mr. I gotta have my revenge, because he chopped my arms and leg off, you know, reasonably so. Um, he's like, I'm gonna go after Obi-Wan. I don't care what you say. And that's what happens. 
you see later that like Reba's getting closer and closer to uh, the homestead where uh, Baru and um, Owen are. So they're going to prepare to fight off Reva. And it's just interesting. Like, they tell Luke it's like a Tusken Raider attack. That You know, it's a complete lie, and Luke's going to figure that out later. But it's just interesting. Like, they, they hid their one blaster or whatever super, like, behind a plan in the hole. They grab it, and they, you know, send Luke in a room, and they, they bunker down. They get ready. They just, you know, have two cycler rifles just, like, hiding. Yeah, right, ready to go. You, Dude. I mean, do you realistically think they could have, they, they won that? I mean, I know that they won that fight, kind of, but, like, there's no way. Oh, yeah. I mean... It, it's it's one of those like Carla Wynn things where you have to take into effect that she was just literally stabbed in the gut. Right. Like, oh, oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. I forgot about that. But goddamn, MVP should go to fucking Aunt Baru for just like being like, yeah, we're going to fight this bitch. I was <laughs> like, I don't care. She's coming. She's coming for Luke. I'm fucking I'm fucking taking her down. We're we're going to fight. <laughs> Owen's like, oh, 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 OK, dear. Hey, I got no sass now, but yeah. Did um, she literally fight? No, did she literally fucking Dex? <laughs> Reba, does. she's walking through the door like, nah, bitch. Yeah, yeah. Like, now she kicks her ass. Yeah, and she fucking throws like Owen like a, off a bridge and onto the fucking crates and shit. <laughs> As that's happening, of course, our Lord Vader chases Kenobi to some planet. I don't even know. I, I call it Malachor Five. I don't know, but. So what we've been waiting for, right? The standoff, the the big fight. Everyone, you know, he says, "I will face you." He does this iconic pose from three, draws his lightsaber, and they, you know, they have a what a really good like choreographed fight. And of course, it's dark, so the colors pop more on the lightsabers. It's really well done. Oh, so that was such a good lighting and everything. Now, um, we talked earlier, Marcelo, because you saw this episode first on your phone. When uh, did you get a chance to like watch it on your TV? No, I haven't yet. No. Okay. So the issue that I had with this episode, even though it was amazing, was that it was just really, really dark. And it's funny because I went online and like other people had, you know, the same kind of issues with it that I did. So, that, I mean, at least I wasn't alone, but mm-hmm. you guys didn't, right? No, I, I mean, for me, it was fine. I do think it was a little dark, but I think they wanted those lightsabers to really pop. I mean, it wasn't like Game of Thrones season seven or six dark, you know, it wasn't like that was dark to fucking see Jon Snow's (laughs) face from 15 feet away. But, it, you know, I think at least the TV I saw it on, it was was decent. It was still a little dark, but they really wanted to show the contrast. You know, when Vader's talking, the red glow is really showing his face or when Obi-Wan's talking, the blue glow, it's really... I think they were really going for that effect, and it really showed. I love, like I've been, I've been saying this all night. I, I love them calling back to old lines because when they have the beginning of the fight, you know, Vader's like, "Are you really going to strike me down?" And then Obi Wan gets into his, you know, Clone Wars pose, and he's like, uh, "It's like, say from like Revenge of the Sith, like it's like, I will do what I must," and then. On the opposite, this isn't Anakin talking. This is Vader now, and so and so Vader's like, "Then you will die." And so it's like, "Oh, it's such it's such like a good callback, but like elevating it to where they are now is just like the the opposites of like, yeah, he was Vader, but he was still very much Anakin, but now he now he is Vader, and like his mindset is like, "I'm going to take you out." And it's like, oh, Definitely. it's just he has the- to fight 
smarter too because he's not as limber and agile he's like using terrain he like trips obi-wan that shit made me laugh he's the rock to <laughs> knock him over he's throwing stuff at him and you know he he's really trying to use strength to uh defeat obi-wan and of course we get to a point where it it seems like he's gonna win and he you know he's crushing him and he's kicking his ass under all this rubble and he has that you know he finally connects with the force again obi-wan and he, um, you know, this taboo of the Jedi, they can't have attachment, but he knows that because he, he, his attachment to Leia, he needs to be, you know, forego his kind of his old Jedi teachings and save Leia, right? She's important. He can't just let Leia go. So, he, you know, he goes like Super Saiyan Jedi mode and rises and kicks the shit out of Vader in another good sequence of fights. And we see, again, another callback to Rebels. He damages Vader's mask and it reveals under it, it really is Anakin, right? He he's still like unsure, but it really shows he's fighting, you know, his brother. And and then they have some you know exchange, some good lines, but it just it affirms for Obi-Wan that Anakin is truly dead and and again connects again to four. Like Vader, uh Vader is the master of evil, you know. It's there is no more Anakin, there's no redemption, and and that's how he's able to leave him kind of almost the same way of like three right he's like leaving him all dilapidated shit and broken down but he walks away knowing like with his back turned like it's mm -hmm. turning my back on but, you good when star wars is on their a game they do some of the best like symbology i think of almost any media because you have vader there his mask is broken, you know, he has a little bit of his face showing. And then when, when they're having dialogue between each other, and like, you know, Obi-Wan starts to like kind of break down a little bit, and he starts apologizing. It's like, I'm sorry, I did this to you. And then, Va and then Vader's like, no, you didn't. It's like, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. And then like, you kind of see, just using the lightsaber light, you see his face kind of flicker from like red to blue. And it's supposed to be the symbology of like the blue is Anakin peeking out of Vader. Yeah. And it's like, you didn't, it's like, he's like reassuring to Obi Wan, it's like, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. And it's like, I did. And it just goes back to red and like Vader's back. And you kind of see a little fucking grin to that peek out of that broken <laughs> mess. Like, oh man, it's so good. You know, yeah, they, it was so good. Deborah Chow did such a fucking good job oh, doing yeah. that scene. Excellent. Holy shit. <laughs> I just want to say it was a really cool effect to hear Hayden Christensen's voice and the yeah. synthetic voice of James Earl Jones together. Yeah. Which we haven't had before. That was a really cool effect to really drive it home. Like Vader, you know, they're, they are one and the same, but not anymore. You know, it's truly Darth Vader. And a fast forward, you know, uh, Obi-Wan, you know, almost Snoke level detects Luke's in trouble, uh, trouble. And goes to save Luke on Tatooine. Reva's, you know, chasing Luke after kicking the shit out of two homestead farmers or essentially getting her ass kicked. And, you know, she has that moment. It's like, am I going to be Vader? And I'm going, am I going to kill a youngling? And she comes to grips with it. She, of course, doesn't kill Luke Skywalker because that would upset a lot of fans and make mm -hmm. a lot of people ask a lot of questions. So she comes back, lets Luke down, and she says, I couldn't do it. She talks with Obi-Wan and he offers counsel. He's like, know like it's 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 a real heavy moment and it's so good it's like both of them drawing on like everything they've been through together to help each other heal right there and move on it was just really well done and again 
call back to another Star Wars, leaving that lightsaber in the desert, <laughs> making a Skywalker mad <laughs> like sand. Yeah. Um, again, open ended, leaving Eva to appear maybe somewhere later. We don't know. Or is that her fate? You know, did she die of a wound right there? I don't know. So I wanted to ask you guys this question because I've been seeing like conversation about this online a little bit. In your opinion, like after after this part of the show of the series, do you think that scene was to point out that Reva was redeemed, or this? And this is what I think. Or is she on the path of you know freedom and like being able to choose what her destiny is? Because I personally think she she's not like. Because some people are saying, like, oh, it's like, oh, no, it's like, just because she, like, didn't kill Luke, you know, now she, now she had her redemption. And it's like, it's like, not necessarily, I don't think. What, But, like, I want to know what you guys think about your interpretation of that scene. Um, you know, it, it's a little tricky. There is a little bit of a redemption, sure, but it's like, everything that you did to get to that point, there's a lot of unforgivable shit in that range, you know? Yeah. It, like Vader. At the end of six, I'm good now, guys. <laughs> I have a force ghost and everything. Um, it's it's complicated though, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like it can be both. She can have some redemption, but she's got to do some shit to make up for it, right? And but she is free. But is she though? Like she just betrayed Darth Vader, <laughs> and you know, and she didn't turn in Obi Wan, so. If anything, for sure, she's on, like, the Imperial shit list, you know? I mean, how is she going to redeem herself? I don't know. Fucking help moisture farm these poor farmers? I don't know. It's it's complicated. Like, I would like to see her do more to redeem herself. Like, yeah, she did the bare minimum. She didn't kill Luke. Good job. Um, you know, but at the same time, like, she found her way to not do that at the same time. So, mm-hmm. yeah. She gets, she gets to start her journey. Yes. Maybe we'll see her in Survivor. Maybe. That'd be interesting. And uh, we we reach the end, uh, part one of the end. Um, you know, Leia is kind of choosing her gear. She wants to dress up how she wants to dress up. She's ready to, you know, embrace the Alderaan Galactic Center lifestyle, but not before she says goodbye to the person who's been, you know, taking care of her and saving her. It's a nice little connection. You know, it explains why she named her kid Bed Kenobi, too. You know, it's a nice little heartfelt moment of the Star Wars. You know, it's like, oh, cool. You know, they had their little journey. They're happy. They're going to move on to other things. And of course, we went goes back to that shit planet. Um, he's going to watch over Luke. And, um, you know, he, he packs up, though. He gets that animal. He's going to be riding in Rebels for a certain scene, which I'm not going to dive into. Um, he has his old Jedi robe on. And, you know, he has some words, he exchanges with Owen, and, you know, I think Owen feels a little bad. Like, you want to meet him? You know, that was cool. That was a nice way of saying, yeah. we can do this, do it now, let us live in peace, if possible, you know? And he does. He's like, he says the line, right? We've all been, I mean, I was <laughs> waiting for him to say the line. He says, hello there. You know, he gives him the toy he's going to have him for, and just walks away and lives was, the hermit life until he doesn't right we find that out soon um, ben ben yeah um all in all very strong impartial to mando because i think you know it's excellent stuff i mean not that this isn't and deborah chow damn she 
you know, when they announced she was doing Kenobi, it's like, that's cool. I don't really know what she's done, but, when she, you know, when we find out the episode she directed of Mando, it was like, oh, shit, this is good. I, It's going to be great, and she delivered. Uh, you know? no, 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 no. Hold, hold on there. You're not going to miss the one scene that brought me to, like, sweaty, te- oh, sweaty fuck, eyes. that's right. All right, all right. Sorry, we are Brian. not. My we bad. are not brushing over <laughs> I totally forgot. the return okay. of fucking Qui-Gon <laughs> Jinn. Jedi. My bad. Yeah, so... Oh my god, this. Joel. Really? I know. The most I'm, important what? one? Not even a Star Wars fan, right? Here's my Star <laughs> Trek tattoo. Anyway, so yes. Uh, Obi-Wan walks away in the valley, and we see, you know, he's walking. There's a projection. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, they did it. They fucking did it. They got Liam Neeson's to appear. And, you know, he's like, Master, you know, I've been trying to reach you. He's like, you just Took weren't ready up. yet, you know? And that's so good. It's, it's a nice little, uh, you know, go back to this, you know, this guy who set Obi-Wan on this journey and Anakin on this journey. Mm-hmm. He's going to show him you know, more Jedi mastery and stuff. And uh, the, the other uh brian i watched it with he was saying well technically some fans are going to be mad because he's you know another jedi shouldn't have done this first not oh we want whatever but whatever you know cool you know i'm just glad we got to see Igon Jin one more time that was chef's i mean i like to argue that qui-gon is the one that figured out the way to master the cosmic force because if it wasn't for him, Yoda wouldn't have found that out, and Yoda wouldn't have taught Obi Wan how to do that. So, just saying, Qui Gon is legit. <laughs> some angry fan about Obi Wan later. Anyway, of course, I should uh, say we got th- that, but we also got Ian McDermott talking to you know who. Really that quickly. was a cool the em- surprise. The Emperor saying, "Focus, we don't need Kenobi." You know, it's I. That was cool. Oh. oh I was wondering if we were going to see the Emperor at all, but we did. Mm-hmm. In seconds of him, but got ends of the spectrum as far as Masters go, which was really cool. And Ian McDermott fucking denied anything about Obi-Wan Kenobi. It was, he was hiding the fact that he was in that. It was, it was, such, yeah. it was so nice. It's like, yeah, like, like some people was like, oh, you know, he didn't, you know, he has, doesn't look, you know, like how Palpatine used to look. It's like, whatever, you know, he's there. Mm-hmm. The five Palpatine stands are furious that he doesn't look <laughs> more fucked up. <laughs> oh my goodness. Anyways, like I was saying, really fucking good. Thank you, cast and crew behind the show. Again, I think, again, an amazing love letter to the prequels and tying it to the originals. I, I really enjoyed the ride. Really liked it. I mean, if you like Star Wars, you're probably going to like this. I mean, you can, there's of course things to nitpick. I mean, older I get, the more I see it as like it's for kids, kind of, even though this one was pretty damn dark. But um, there's definitely I feel like that's what it's for. Closing thoughts on Kenobi, Kenobs or so? No, no, just I mean, in general, the show was pretty solid. Definitely, the last two episodes definitely carried the the whole uh, series for me. But you know, like I I think with this show, I can overlook all the campiness and still be like totally satisfied with everything. Like I'm good. I was really happy with it. Yeah, I... gels because you're talking to your ex energy. <laughs> Yeah, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like it was it was such a good character study of Obi Wan Kenobi. It it yeah. it took you for a ride through because like ever since like ever since you know we had like the original trilogy of prequels, we always 
like thought about like what like what was happening to obi-wan during this time period you know he's just kind of like was he just being a bum on on tatooine for you know 10 to 15 years Mm -hmm. it's like it's like you know how how was he able to process through going over you know order 66 and you know the loss of anakin and you know dealing with all that trauma and it's like we've it was I'm I'm willing to overlook the very minor kind of like hitches and like little nitpicks in this show for the mm-hmm. overall the overall you know package for me was just good. I I can't I wouldn't change it. All right. So next in the pipeline after this. Well, of course uh when this podcast comes out next Friday will be Thor Love and Thunder. Hell yeah. So uh be excited for that because that's gonna be that's gonna be a hot one. That's a, it's a highly looked forward to movie. Um we will be doing Miss Marvel uh when that when that show series ends. Um I believe we're going on to episode four out of seven. So, yeah. yeah. This this coming week. So hold on a little bit longer. We'll be having Miss Marvel soon as well. And then I believe in about another month or so we're gonna be getting Andor and Bad Batch. Hell yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna start getting busy. We're gonna start be pumping out reviews in a little while. It's that summer uh summer rush. Yep. Mm. It's summer blockbuster time. Oh yeah. And of and of course we'll have we'll have regular episodes sprinkled out. You know. Yep. Yeah, talk about that game devs conference. Those announcements. Oh what yeah, the the talk um, about, they called the wrong the, thing. The um Summer Game Fest. That's what it is. Oh yeah, we'll we'll be talking about that for sure. There's a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, we well Jedi and Droids and Beyond was first our, uh first Twitch uh, stream in the We did it. In Ooh, the books. First Twitch stream, yeah. Yeah. Um I guess uh should we do some little some little housekeeping before we go? Sure. Oh hell yeah. All right. Well, as we said, um if you're listening to us on podcast services or on YouTube, uh, we are now on Twitch. So if you want to come watch these episodes live, you can go to twitch.tv forward slash United We Nerd. You want to come see the episodes live and we'll talk with the chat and a little post show maybe. But of course, if you can't make it a live show, we do have the podcast on audio form and on YouTube as well. And... Of course, Joel, if they want to maybe ask us some questions or tell us why, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi wasn't the show that we thought it was, where could they tell us that? Well, I mean, Marcelo tells me that already. But anyway, (laughs) if you want to send us an email about why we're wrong, why we're right about giant robots, Jedi, Guardians, whatever, unitedweednerdcast at gmail.com, where unitedweednerdcast at email.com also if you want to reach us on twitter comment on our posts reach or dm us or whatever slide into our dms about something nerdy united underscore we nerd at united underscore we nerd on twitter find us there hit us with your nerdy questions comments critiques tell us why the mandalorian is the best show or not just gonna say it is but and of course joel is there Somewhere else, maybe they could do that as well. YouTube as well. You can comment on our YouTube page. Comment below. Let us know. Send us a message. Comment. 
this up there. And now, Twitch, hell yeah, ate another channel for this to happen. Yes. Consumed it. And of course, that's right. We do have a Facebook page. And of course, anybody, YouTube, you we we have a we have a deeper connection now. You can you can see us and we can feel you watching, maybe, hopefully. So if you enjoyed the episode, please do us a big favor. That red subscriber button needs to be gray. The the YouTube overlords really like it when it's gray. Also, if the, the thumbs up button gets clicked, and of course that little bell icon. You know, to make sure you 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 catch, make sure you don't miss an episode because it's it's gonna be a fun time, and we want to make sure that you know we all get to you know huddle around and talk about nerdy shit. That's what we like to do. We like to talk about nerd stuff, and we want to talk with you about it. So you know, help us out. And just... if you don't like that bell, we won't feed Joel. Yeah, we can't. We can't. We can't give him his chicken nuggies. I'll fucking die. <laughs> Smash that subscribe button. <laughs> Please. So I can eat my nuggies. <laughs> and one more one more announcement. Um, if you haven't started, seen already, um, we do have some merch that we have made. Um, Hell yeah. On tw- on um if you're watching live on Twitch, there is a link down below to the uh the s- stream element store. But of course, um, for anyone else listening, um, you can go to store.streamelements.com slash, uh, for now, it's Brian Saber, um, but we are going to be transferring to a United We Nerd uh, exclusive store, which we will tell you in the future when that gets all set up. But for now, go to that URL and, um, you know, help out the podcast and get some get some sweet swag. Yeah. Got some shirts, some yeah. hats, some mugs. Some stickers. We got some cool stuff. Go check it out. Help oh, yeah. help out the podcast. I thought I had my shirt on me. Oh, I do. Oh, what? Joel has ah. a shirt. Oh, here we go. Actually, exclusive. Not that it didn't, but it looks better in person. The exclusive symbol, for the video it's podcast. Done. Look at that shirt. That could be yours. Got one for you too, Marcel. Thanks, to Brian. I gotta. I gotta buy a hat. I got. I gotta find my sticker. Hell yeah! So please go check it out. Help out the podcast, get some cool merch, and let me. T- these shirts, these shirts are are quality. So you'll be doing yourself a favor. But yeah, that's all the housekeeping. Uh, I got my brain. Uh, Brian, where can they find you if they don't give a fuck about our channel? Just kidding. I hope you give a fuck. But where can they find you, Brian? Well, of course, you could find me also on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Brian Saber, um, where we just you know chill out, uh, play some games. Um, do some wrestle bets on Wednesdays. And of course, if you want to chat, I'm on Twitter and on Instagram at Brian's, uh, Brian underscore Saber as well. I do technically have a YouTube, but I've been focusing more on the podcast. So it's kind of stuff's coming to YouTube. So just be on the lookout for Brian Saber on YouTube as well. Marcelo, where can yes. the lovely nerds find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at M90Plays. That's M90Plays. And um, yeah, that's that's about the spot. Um, that's what I got. Joel, how about you? Where can they find you? On the can internet. They find me on the internet. Acoustic Avenger on Twitch. 
The I is the number one. Also, Mad Mech Monster Mine on Spotify, SoundCloud, and TikTok. Me there. Also, Twitch occasionally. I've been trying to get back to it, but mainly here now. All right. Awesome. Good night, everybody. Avenge as many things for the will to do. 